0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Ninja Another Color Podcast. I'm your host, Dottley. It is Monday, May first, the first of the month. Time to pay bills. Time to pay rent. Today, we will be talking about the Knicks lose Game One. Will they win the series? The Bucks got ousted in seven. No, in four games. Yeah, four games. Should Bud be fired? The Dubs. Did they win on the road? The Braves got rained out. Two games, and they're playing a doubleheader today. NFL Draft, how did your team do? What would you give your team? And guess what? As a shareholder of Comcast and NBC Universal, Super Mario Brothers of Movies has passed $1 billion worthwhile. Yes, go tell a friend to see that movie. Make it make more money for us. All right, I am your host. D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. This is the Ninja with Another Color Podcast. I'd like to give a shout out to all the people who downloaded our podcast. Ashford, Virginia, San Jose, California, Frankfurt, Germany, Dallas, Texas, Snowville, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina. We got Ghana, we got Mexico, Norcross, Georgia, San Antonio, Texas, West Palm Beach, and the military base in Boardman, Washington. Thank you again for listening So tell a friend to tell a friend That we are The Ninjas of Another Color Podcast Rate, review, subscribe All for free Wherever you get your podcast. We are available on Spotify, Amazon Music Samsung Music Podcasts Pandora Google Podcasts Tune in and guess what Still working on Apple For our first story Which hurts It doesn't really hurt Because I posted on Sunday, the Knicks are better without Julius Randle and they lost. And that was not a good look for me because I wanted them to win. They didn't win because they didn't shoot well. They had 40 paint points in the first, and then they built a wall, and they didn't adjust. That's on coaching, but let's go ahead and start now.
1: Tony Brothers, Bill Kennedy, Tyler Ford, our officials today, and Gabe Vincent will walk it into the front court for Miami. At a with an empty corner two-man game. Vincent with the midi, got it. Jimmy Butler doing it at both ends, gets the steal defensively. Vinson pulls the three and knocks down five consecutive points to start the game for Miami. Still on a heater. Here's Hart working against Bam. Caballo moving his feet well. And Hart with a nice reverse for the bucket. Hudson working against Strupps. Got into the paint and made it count. That's what it is, Hart. to the corner, Struce, one more to Love for three, and Kevin Love has been a seamless fit for Miami since joining them on the buyout market. Step back three, halfway down and out comes out to Barrett, and his floater is good. Jimmy Butler is yet to score the ball game, Vincent says I'll do it for you. Knocks down his second three ball. He's got eight. They are in the lower quarter, 26th and 29th respectively in base. And an easy one inside by Butler.
2: Second one in secondary transition layup. Nick's got to get back and get better. Barrett, up by Robinson. Oh, But that's the difference, right? You can get post isolation for Jimmy with Mitch having a guard outside. But I love that transition
1: for the Knicks right there. Harder left wide open. And the loose ball comes back out to Barrett. Barrett's off to a good start. He's got eight. And
2: Topkin on
1: the break. Lowry probing underneath the screws. Lowry has Hartenstein on him and cashes into three. Brunson has Struess on him. Here's Barrett. Well, he moved the shooting pocket, adjusted it. Hard inside, top in. Oh is bouncing. Randall points were going to come from. Well, Obi Toppin has answered the challenge so far. Here's Duncan Robinson off the BAM screen. One more to the corner. Martin for three. Got it. And the heat back within six. Way to be shot ready if you're Martin. Drives from downtown. Highsmith yeah. yeah. sticking right with Brunson. Six on the shot clock. Brunson with a floater oh. got it. Man, big body bins move right there.
2: So all year, prior to about March, everything was brutally tough offensively. They've relied so heavily on this guy for shot making and playmaking. Good execution there.
1: Gets it back out to Lowry. Seven on the shot clock. Martin drives it on Brunson, reverse, oh jelly at the rim by Caleb Martin, wow!
2: That's what you put on your film session if you're a head coach, this is what we're about.
1: He is a Tom Thibodeau type of player, Brunson is his player too. Buckle out top, Vincent for three, whistle, foul, count it! Gabe Vincent from deep in the corner. Pulls up on Lowry.
2: It's, it's, it's just middle of the floor isolation.
1: Lowry looking at Butler. Out to Bam on the baseline. Butler with the rebound. Up and in over Ooh. Robinson that time.
2: That's a big time finish.
1: Lowry up front. Open for three. Kyle Lowry leases it, and he makes it a five-point game. It's about a four-second difference with the shot and game clock. Barrett up high, and Robinson with another finish. Down by 7-2. Adebayo, that's his office, and he knocks on the mid-range. Off the miss, here's Barrett. Matched up against Vincent. Man, put his body on him and put him in the weight room. Kicks it back out. Love, one more, one more to Vincent. Back to Strews, going to try the three. He got it.
2: That's a good-looking three. He's going to stick to him like blue, try to make it tough, try to keep him off the free-throw line.
1: Butler off the wide pin down. Got it over hard and scored it. Yeah,
2: so just efficient. Jimmy's always going to take what the game gives
1: Butler, hit with a double-team. One more, Struis for the tie, got it! And we're not in at 61, timeout, New York. Out of the timeout, it's Josh Hart for three.
2: So the Knicks have missed their last 10 three-point attempts as Strews gets an easy bucket. What an outlet. A just tremendous pass. How say to you? Well, the Miami Heat have made six more threes than the Knicks as the Knicks have gone ice cold for three. Can Obi get one?
1: Wow. Yes, sir. On cue. Bubba <laughs> running the baseline. Love from outside. Got it. Kevin Love. Washington Bullets swings. Brunson from deep left it short, and there's another one of those patented outlets. Butler slams it home, and Miami leads by four. 70-odd feet, Brunson rattles home, looking for the ball, Jalen Brunson. But, Doris, Miami seems to have found its offensive flow a little bit here in the third.
2: They started to make some shots. They look like they've just settled into the game. Jimmy Butler, nice pick and roll with Van Montepaio.
1: For him, a rather quiet 15. Hart goes under the screen. Butler fires on the baseline. Got it! Laces the jumper to make it a six-point lead. In both the Milwaukee series, and now he's guarding Jalen Brunson. Robinson battling, but the ball comes away. Another outlet, another catch, another touchdown slam by Jimmy Buckets in the largest lead of the game. Smoke the layup. Looks at Bill Kennedy, says he got pushed. Barrett out to top in for three. Runs out top. He's shown great dominion and sovereignty over the offense all afternoon. And there's another illustration. Come on now, the patience. So good. It's Butler. Zeller sets the screen. Butler turns the corner. One more to Vincent. and tried to get there, and Vincent said too late. Twelve on the shot clock for Kyle Lowry. Open look from deep. Got it. This guy is just so tough. Brunson. On the blow-by. Got the floater to go. Look like Kyle Lowry was peeking a little bit. Mark DB. Right enough the turnover. Miami gives it right back. Top and launches. Knocks it home. And the lead is down to five. Miami by seven. The Knicks boot it away. Robinson.
2: Inside to buyer for the slam. Incredible patience. It's sounding likely that he's missing Game one and perhaps two. That is a massive storyline in that series. Quickly banks it home.
1: Lowry has responded for the most part. In a big way here today. Barrett with the floater.
2: He's, he's pleading for some contact fouls, 5-for-12 after they went 20-for-24, 20 make it 6-for-13, great execution. But this is the story
1: of the turnaround of this game. He's guarding Barrett right now at the defensive end, Brunson inside, got the blow to man, he is so great. And another crucial possession, and four and a half to go for Miami. Vincent pulls, contact but he drills it! makes the ball screen. Adebayo spins, wheels, got it with the left hand. They use all but three seconds of the clock. Here's Lowry, seven on the shot clock. They got to get to work. Off the Adebayo screen. Tough baseline. Got it! Come on! Kyle Lowry, the veteran. Out to heart, left open, and that's an air ball. We're giving credit for a pass. The offensive rebound stick back by Hart. Brunson with the floater. Lowry with 12 points in the second half. A nugatory bucket
3: at the end. Non-impactful. Yep. Uh, the Knicks.
0: 101. The Heat. 108. Miami stole game one, but they were dreadful from three. They missed a lot of open shots, and in the second half, they couldn't combat the the wall that Miami. All of them were watching Brunson when he drove, I guess, paint points. Everybody was just watching, 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 watching. But hopefully they make the adjustment, make more shots. And the Knicks will go to Miami and steal back or bring back a home court advantage. I guess this was just a bad game they had at home. But I think if they don't make any adjustments, they will lose in six. But I think it's Heat in seven. The depth and... The more skilled team wins. And Jimmy Butler is hurt. Or technically, he got a sprained ankle, but we'll see. All right, moving on to game seven the Dubs. Experience versus youth. Guess what? Steph went for 50. Check it out.
1: And Lurie almost cracks the bonus again on the jump ball there. Beautiful pass, Draymond Green to Kevon Looney. And they get on the board first. That was a play they could not make. Great read, and anticipation, design play out of out of the first possession. And Herder
4: knocks down a three. I love the idea of Coach are playing through Sabonis, especially the way that Looney is defending
1: him. Sabonis off to an excellent start. Second time Herder's got. A really good look because he's moved so hard without the ball. Curry to Looney. Looney inside Wiggins. Nice little fake and it rattles in. The second time they've exploited the flip to the pick and roll. The opening, the first bucket, and now that one. Looney and Curry play catch. Curry catches first three-pointer. So they dare him to make that play. He doesn't fall for the trap. A little dribble handoff action sets the screen. Reads the opening to Thompson. Curry. And it chasing behind. Good Murray. Moody played some big minutes the other night. Warriors hoping to get a good performance from Poole. Mooney left wide open, lets it fly, knocks down the three. Five early points for Curry. Box guarded by Wiggins. There's Davis, not afraid to let it fly. It's a 3 corner. That one, wide open. Fox searching, now ah, jump shot, that's his first points here in the opening quarter. Perry, struggles a bit with it, and still finishes, lost his dribble momentarily, and flipped it in off the glass. Fox gets in the paint, kicks it out, Monk, takes off the line, Fox lines that one up, three-pointer.
3: It's that's good.
1: Steph Curry with his second three. Box drives on Curry. Curry trying to slap it away. There's the help defense. lyle scatters and it's... team now knocking down three pointers. Green corner three. That's good. Draymond Green from downtown. Box another good pass. Well, great ball over here. Bucks jump shot. Back. Another three-pointer for Monk. Most teams have a guy they can lob it to. That's not who Looney is. He's not going to throw it up in the air to him. Supposed to. Malik Monk just scoring. <laughs> Herder chasing Thompson. Thompson gets inside, high off the glass. It's Looney the rebound, counting on a foul. The offensive board work of Cavan Looney once again. By you guys check the lane <laughs> for that. I've never seen that before. Sabonis left wide open and knocks it down. Green trying to set a screen, helps out Curry. Curry against Murray. Step back, three-pointers up. That's Curry. Step Curry with his third three-pointer. Nice feed to Green layup. No good. Sabonis right there. Sabonis with an excellent defensive play. And Davis with an excellent rotation. Fox on the corner. That's good. Fox on the quiet. Sabonis, to Fox. Fox in the open floor. So dangerous. Finds
4: Sabonis running down the lane. He's made the adjustments in traffic. was rushing early in the series. Much more patient
1: tonight. Curry comes right back with a big three. And they have Green guarding Sabonis to start the second half. Rooney on Harrison Barnes. Curry, pulls back, gets some space, knocks down the three. Five three-pointers now for Curry. Herter is a good solid defender. He's on Thompson. Thompson drives, creates some space, falling away. That's good. And the toughest shot he's taken, and that's the one that goes in. These are huge plays. A free throw, rebound, and then a, a jump ball. Wiggins blocked by Herter. thompson got it. Four three for Thompson. Fires Curry, Curry hanging out that pivot foot, Scoop layup is up, That's good, and a foul! Oh, a circus shot from Steph Curry, and a chance for a three-point play. Curry takes, fires corner three, no good. Wiggins tried to slam it home, Curry the rebound. Curry inside, floats it up and in. What a sequence there for the Warriors. And from Mike Brown, I'm thinking, who is my best matchup against Steph Curry? And I might, even though he has some offensive his patience as Murray hits it. Wiggins gets a look. In and out. Looney, another rebound. Pass inside for Paul. Wiggins shot. No good. Looney gets it again and backs it home. He's a monster on the boards. It is on the perimeter players. Those are on Sabonis 90% of the time. Get your full body into him and then jump. Curry, gorgeous pass. Green with a left-handed finish. They got a wild shot that time. Got rid of the basketball to Curry and got it back off of the play. Second three-pointer for Poole. Largest lead, 12-point advantage. Monk. quickly, gets to the rim. Don't try to get everything on one possession. Yep, still third quarter. Just over two and a half remaining. Davis goes to Poole. Layup, that's
5: good. Davis with 11 points. I, I just... That's perplexing, standing on the side and then not giving any help. Fox answers with a three-
1: ...which has been his specialty all season. Curry against Lyles, oh what a fake, gets inside again, a layup is good. Curry dancing and prancing to the rim. Here comes Murray the other way, lays it up and in. Scoring quickly off a of make. No hesitation. Bump comes
6: in, banks it in, and a foul!
1: Five seconds to go, Curry double team finds Thompson, Thompson a three-pointer, it's good, and the foul! play Thompson from way downtown! Sportus is going to have to look for that little mid-range jumper again. Curry, mid-range jumper, 36 points for Curry. And the lead is a dozen. Green hands it back. Curry the drive, layup off the glass is good. 38 for Curry, largest lead of the game for the Warriors. They've got a 14-point lead, but still so much time remaining. And don't count out these Sacramento Kings. No one expected them to win game six. Fox falling away. Got it. Fox now with 16 points. Curry. Curry drives past Davis, gets inside, lands once again off the glass. Davis trying to swat it away. Curry with Murray on him. Three-pointer. Puts it in! oh Steph Curry from way downtown! Looney the rebound. Throws it back up top to Green. Curry wants it. Murray harassing him. Curry just flips it up and into Steph Curry magic here in the fourth quarter. A 21-point lead! Perry pokes it away. On the road, Game 7. By, as Sabona scores. 18 for 35. 6 of 16 from 3. Gets it back. Curry, three-pointer. Bang! Steph Curry! Gary Payton got healthy. Steph Curry got healthy. They felt they could still win a championship. Simona Stakes lays it up and in. Again the double team. Thompson wide open for three. Looney again tips it up and in. Green in the front court. Throws it up and Wiggins throws it down. There's an exclamation point. Just how ironic, one of the worst road teams in the NBA during the regular season will have the biggest road win of the playoffs. As Curry lays it up and in. They still play with the type of hunger we saw here in Game 7. And let's not forget Game 5. Again, they were such a bad road team. Oh, the whistle and a foul. As we're approaching a minute remaining. By the way, with this victory, by the Golden State Warriors as Steve Vincenzo knocks that down. An epic performance from Steph Curry. And such respect and love for Steve Kerr and Mike Brown, his former assistant.
0: Yeah, they beat him by 20. They out rebounded. Stefan Looney was a beast on the boards and they got out rebounded. Totally out-rebounded what they say when you don't know enough you don't know enough not to do it but moving on it will be the Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers I don't know who will win but I think they'll play the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals and I don't think they can beat the Nuggets I think the negative problem is, like, the Suns, they have so much in their starting five, they're limited in depth. Alright, we're coming to the point of the show where it's going to get a little philosophical. Okay, are you, what do you consider failure? Um, the Bucks lost in the first round. I think Coach Bud should be fired. Yes, he should. Because they made no adjustment. Just like Tibbs, they make no adjustment to when Jimmy Butler was hurt. So if you don't make adjustments, then you don't win. But interesting topic came up when the Bucks lost at a press conference. So TNT I looked at it. So this was very interesting. Check it out.
7: And we welcome you back. Here on Inside, we've uh, made a habit of referring to what we hear from the podium after playoff games as post-game yakety-yak. Often the players' and coaches' responses are predictable, sometimes repetitive. You know, we got to make shots. We didn't defend their pick and roll. We didn't match their intensity, as if they really could apply to any series. But last night was different. Last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo delivered an impassioned answer to what seemed like a run-of-the-mill question. And it's worth revisiting.
8: Do you view this season as a failure? Oh my God. Uh. Okay, because I'm not uh, that up. You <laughs> asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year? On your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every Every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal. Right, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able—I don't know—provide um, a house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards it. goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success, you know. And if you've never—I don't—I don't want to—I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it, you know. Um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, i'm actually a question yes or no okay exactly so why are you asking me that question it's a wrong question there's no failure in sports you know there's good days bad days some days some days you are able to uh, be successful some days you're not some days it's your turn some days it's not your turn and that's what sports is about you don't always win some other other people's gonna win and this year somebody is gonna win similar as that i'm gonna come back next year. try to be better try to build good habits try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball, you know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures? No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one, hopefully we can win another one. You know, I'm sorry, that I didn't want to make it personal, because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year, I wasn't in the the, uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. But I remember it. Next.
7: You know what? We had some great games last night. And it's not often on a night where we have really memorable action on the floor where I just found myself, I was just going back to that. I was thinking about all the things that Giannis had said and that was one of the most valuable to me Post game bites you'll ever hear, um, because it makes you think and it makes you kind of process and say, okay, what you know? How do we define what what failure is? And I thought his perspective was just, uh, man, it was a breath of fresh air, and 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 it was and it was great to see in a in a time that it could have been contentious and in a time where people always go at each other. He was he put the brakes on and didn't want to make it. Me against you. He just his, It was just like more like his. Let me help you understand why I don't think this is
4: failure. Well, I thought it was perfect. For the simple fact, sometimes when you're trying to defend yourself, you do get personal, and you just go right back at him. Yeah, because yeah. you like, and he. I, I thought it was so amazing in the moment. He says, "I don't want this to be personal." And we live in a society today where, like, well, I got to insult you if you insult me. He took the high road, and he the stuff he was saying, like, are you telling me every person who played like Michael Jordan, the greatest player ever in my opinion, no disrespect to Kobe, and LeBron, and those guys, he was a failure all those years. He didn't win. Um, and Shaq is the greatest player on this panel right now. For me to come out here and say, yo, man, you played 20 years, but you only won four championships. You were a 16-time loser. That would make me an idiot. But the piggyback uh, I always laugh uh, when I sometimes when you know when Shaq and Kenny give me a hard time about not winning. I always laugh because number one, it's, it's not an individual game, but also I'm never gonna let anybody tell me my life. I'm one of the most successful people in the world in the history of civilization. From and I think about it when I'm in Leeds, Alabama, growing up in the projects, and now. 60 years later, my mom's a maid, my grandmother worked at the meat factory. And I'm like, 60 years later, I'm like, damn, you did good, young man. Yeah. And so, uh, man, I, I thought this stuff was perfect. And, uh, I, man, that guy is a great face to our league.
9: I'm different. We all know I grew up in a military background. The definition of failure is the lack of success or the inability to meet expectations. Now, when you're the best player in the world, you expect expected to win every year. They won two years ago. We expect them to go back-to-back, because many greats did. They lost in the second round, but they come back stronger, number one seed. We expect them to win again. You didn't win. didn't happen. Is is the season a failure? Yes. Are you a failure? Hell, MF no. You're the best player in the world. But before you succeed, you must first learn to fail. If you say I played 20 years and I failed 16 of them, I'll say you're right, because I was expected since 92 being the first pick, be the best big man in the league and to win all the time, right? So, you know, when you use the word failure and it comes with negative connotations. It's, you know, it may sound bad, but us athletes, that's how we think. If we don't win an Emmy this year or next year, we fail doing our job. we supposed to win Emmys every year. That's how I feel, right? If I don't do certain things correctly, I fail. It's okay. You can learn from failure. You can bounce back. But that's the definition in, in the book, and that's just how we think. You know, when I was expected to win, you know, you guys gave me, you guys gave me one week to celebrate. Oh, Shaq finally got one. Can, can he get another one? I went and got another one. Can he get a third one? After the third one, we lost. All Shaqs over, and I had to win another one. So when you're expected to win. That's what it is. It's not a bad thing, and I don't want to, you know, people think I'm disrespecting Giannis because I'm not. He's, he's one of the best players to ever play the game. Definitely, all of famer. But when you don't, when the mission is not complete, mm-hmm. the mission has failed. Um, he, you texted me last night.
10: Yeah,
7: the and way, you said
10: know. you said that was a TED talk. That and, was a that, TED talk that Giannis gave. He gave yeah. a TED talk, and um, I think the other part that you left out in the definition is it's also something that's a required action. So, the difference about failure, if you don't have a required action, did Giannis have all the requirements that he did? Did he put himself in position to be successful? Yes. And the difference between Giannis, yourself, Charles even, um, you have the ability singularly, singularly, to change the outcome of something. The reason why... He, I thought it was profound and not, and everyone's like, oh, talk to kids. No, there's all these self help books for adults. Because most people don't singularly have the ability to change what happens. So then they get depressed. They get all of these things when they don't understand that there are steps to the process. And sometimes losing is part of the process. And when you lose, sometimes you win because you gain valuable knowledge. And sometimes when you win you actually hurt yourself because you think you're doing things correctly. And so, what Giannis was putting into context, what I thought was not for young kids in basketball, it wasn't for uh, the show to your kids in the AAU, it was to talk to adults, how they look at their life. He talked to the man, how he looked at his life, and saying that there are steps, and when you are a champion, that's championship talk, when you are a champion, you are going to take steps in it, and in that, those steps. Sometimes you don't meet it because you singularly can't do it. But did you meet the requirements? If we lose an Emmy this year, did we meet the requirements? Hell yeah, we the funniest show on TV. We're the most informative show on television. Do we come in and know our note? Does Ernie understand everything that we're going on? Our producers are great. Our cameraman and and Alex produce all it. If we lose, it's not. It's a subjective thought. So,
4: if you take that subjective thought and you want that, you are a failure. Yeah, but let me, what what bothers me about the whole thing is, in our country, we have conditioned our kids, if you don't have, you don't make a lot of money, you don't have a big house, you don't have a big car, you're not successful, well, everybody's not going to make a lot of money. You can be the best trash man in the world and be a wonderful person. I admire teachers. They're the hardest working people in the world. They're successful. Uh, but we have built this thing in this country. Because you, you know, when you go speak to kids, what's the first thing they ask you? What kind of car you What kind of car you drive? That's the first thing they ask you. And I say, yo, man, I, no, that's that's not success. I, I, say, I wish everybody could make a lot of money. I wish everybody could have a big house and all that other crap that goes with it. But I say, yo, man, being a good person. If you're a trash man, be the best trash man. If you're a secretary, be the best secretary. But they also look at failure as not having that car. That's the point. That's the point. That's it's not even point. success as having, it's failure
10: if you don't have it. But, but th- that's what he's saying. I like, yeah. dude, I put in I put in yeah. more work than anybody.
7: You no, know, he's talking he's talking to business folks, he's talking to parents, he's talking to people in every in every role of life. And I think that there are some people out there who are dealing with things 100%. where they feel where there are like mental health issues because they don't feel worthy because they feel like they have failed and and a lot of that comes from the burden of expectation and it comes from comparison Oh, he's doing this or she's doing this and i'm right here I must be a failure and that's not it because for some people the steps are smaller the progress is more gradual and so I think I think it was now hard. I
10: understand why he was, plays it's that really hard. Really I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying yeah. because singularly that you can do that, and you might have some thought process to get you there. But ninety nine point nine percent of the world doesn't. And now I understand why he plays hard because he goes, I, it, I lost, but it really it wasn't anything I didn't try to do. So he plays. I, I would imagine Russell Westbrook has that now. Now I can I can figure out
4: like how does this guy play that hard? Every night. But, but you have to understand. He doesn't back but, off of but it. But you look at where he came from. Right. Now he talks about selling stuff on the streets. Yeah, growing true. up true. over there. And like now he's, in In my opinion, he's the best basketball player in the world. And he's like, wait a minute. I, I did everything I could. I bust my hump. uh, I, Like anybody, like LeBron to me is in a conversation of the greatest basketball players ever. Mm-hmm. And how many times he lost in the finals? A lot. He and and if anybody were to tell that man because I love what he's done as a basketball player I love him as a person I love what he did for his homeboys and I want to tell every person out there this one thing if you have all your eggs your self esteem your pride all balled up into a stupid ball you're just a fool or an idiot if if your whole life is dictated like I want to be great at a sport like yo man this just a small little piece of us um uh, and I told you, man I, Hey, listen, I wish I I wish I could have won the championship For the people of Phoenix I, That's my only regret Philadelphia's had some uh, I wish I could have won one in Phoenix But this notion that I'm, I'm not successful Because I didn't win a couple more games Oh, you failed That's crazy You know what? Um, great, Ernie, I just want to thank you, man Because, and Kenneth said it The reason we have, because of these people here uh, A great show It's like, we ain't afraid of nothing. We've had, man, we've had some crazy stuff, serious stuff on this show, but I want to thank you for bringing this up so we can have a conversation about it. So I called Kenny today,
7: too, and I said, you know what, after getting his text about, you know, that was a TED Talk, and it was like, we didn't, you know, we didn't go deep enough last night. We touched on it last night, but that's, you know, we have the the, the grace from the guys upstairs to kind of go along when we need to, And, and this, I thought, was really... Was worthy of an extended Check, conversation. You think
4: Ernie the best on television? Oh, I know he is. Okay, so <laughs> Ernest lost 25 straight Emmys. He's won not two. 25 straight, <laughs> <laughs> but, I've, but, but I've, I've lost more than I've won. Yes, and yeah, I, he's the best. But he's the best. And, and, but every time he don't he don't win an Emmy, it's not like other people deserve some stuff tough, too. Yeah. You know what? And we'll so close this saying, out. honest season is not a failure.
9: Disappointing. disappointing. It's a disappointing, it's a disappointing season, but not a failure. Yeah. I disagree. But...
4: Well we can disagree? Yeah. That's all good. I'll,
7: I'll close it out. You know my favorite movie is, "It's a Wonderful Life." And you know what happens at the end of it? "It's a Wonderful Life." He opens the book and got the and got the message from the angel. No man is a failure who has friends. And Giannis, I think, has a bunch of new friends after what he said after that game last night. Um, we enjoyed having the discussion. Thank you, Jamerson. Yes, sir. The earlier hour has got the guys going deep. <laughs> <laughs> <For the laughs> Pretty
0: job done. All right, that is my contribution for the philosopher. Fine philosophical discussion of being a failure or failing at something. In my opinion, the season was a failure, but. Giannis is not a failure the season was a failure because they didn't advance far in the season they got upset because of things out of Giannis' control that he didn't his coaching staff didn't put him in the best position to win so he will not he doesn't feel like it's a failure because he did everything that he needed to do but for the bucks it is a failure because i i thought they were going to win the championship all right this is the ninja another color podcast i'm your host d-o-t-t-l-e-y Please tell a friend to tell a friend that we are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and we're still working on Apple. Rate, review, follow, subscribe all for free wherever you get your podcast. You want to support the podcast, the information is listed on the podcast. Alright. The Braves are still in first place they started a four game series uh, but two of the games were rained out and this was the one on the 28th and they're currently currently playing at this moment right now so let's go for the highlights on the 28th
11: Peterson has faced Atlanta 8 games, 7 starts, 3-3 three and three with a 4.5 ERA, left to look out for Alfie's and Murphy who are hot against left-handed pitching so far this year and Riley who personally is 8 for 16 off David. His first pitch of the night is drilled to short and caught by Lindor and that's how we begin this one. Acuna
1: was ready another hard hit ball off his back but Lindor there to snag it for the first down of the night.
12: Olsen one of a couple of slumping hitters, there's another one on deck in Austin Riley. Saturday. Strike three call. Got him looking at a curveball. And Peterson
1: has his first strikeout. Two men down.
12: Here's the one-two to Riley. Swung on and missed strike three. Went away with a changeup. Punches him out. And the Braves go in order. Two strikeouts for Peterson.
1: It'll be Brandon Demo to start it off against the Braves' ace, Max Freed. Max coming off his best start of the year. a six and two-third with one hit. To the right side. Olson gets to it before the second hop. And there's one away. Right fielder Starling Marte. There's a strike. Painting the black on the inside corner to get Marte two down. Now for Max, this is his 22nd career appearance versus the Mets. He's seven and five against them all time. Broken back. Charging Riley. The door runs well, but not well enough.
12: So far in this ball game, six up, six down. So one up, one down, and Sean Murphy will be the batter. Now he's the catcher to two pitch, swung out and missed strike three. Peterson gets him with a slider and that's his third strikeout. Two
5: down
1: for Bond Grissom, bases empty, no score. Well Vaughn's been
12: great going the other way this
1: year. He does it again. Makes a turn at first, but he will have to hold there. Marte got to it quickly and right. And there's the first hit of the ball game. And
12: that'll bring up the number seven hitter, left-hand batting,
1: Eddie Rosario. 1-2 to Rosario. And the breaking ball bounced on the right side for McNeil. The short throw. Side retire. No scores. We end the bottom of the second inning. Two on the way from Max. Have a seat. <laughs> Struck him out with a changeup. he just peeled Pete Alonzo like an apple. One down here in the second inning. Two down with a runner at second, and here's Tommy Pham. Got him. Down in the zone. Change up. And Max Freed gets the K of Tommy Pham. And on to the third we go. Here's
11: Michael Harris, the second center fielder.
1: Harris had just 23 at bats before he went on the I.L. And he hits the bouncer for McNeil to handle. And quickly Peterson has two outs against the eight and nine hitters. So one time through the order for Peterson, pretty good, three strikeouts, one base runner, and here's Ronald Acuna Jr. 1-2 coming, and he struck him out on a back foot slider. Peterson with a one 2 3 third strikes out Acuna. Still no score, there's the chain, that's a big one. But Brett Beatty leads off, lefty to lefty. And Brett hits one, sharply, he's got a base in. So after going three for three last night, Beatty facing a tough left-hander. Gets a hit his first time up, and it's the Mets' first hit of the night. Not a good swing there. Here's Francisco Alvarez. Ground ball, and Ozzie's going to take it and win the race to second, barely ahead of Beatty. That was so strange how it went right yeah. through the legs of Max, and I didn't know if Vaughn or Ozzie would get it, but Ozzie does the job. So one-out-and-one one on that demo, who grounded out to first base his first time up. And it's a good one. Brandon Nimmo down swinging, two away. Two down for Marte, whom he struck out looking back in the first inning. Here's his 2-2. Grounded right at Grissom. Short throw to Ozzie, inning over. The single by Beatty to lead it off, but the Mets do nothing with it. And the time of the fourth inning, we're Lancets 2-3-4. and four. Matt Olson, Austin Riley, and Ozzie Albies. Grounded toward the hole, the door on the backhand, a jump throw to first base, and he got him! Oh, wow! What a play, Glendor with his momentum heading out toward left field, making the jump throw, and got just enough on it to one hop into Alonzo in time, and they get Olsen, and they did get him, what a play. Alonzo though holding him on, Peterson looks home, clock down to three fires. And he got him swinging. Holby strikes out on a changeup. So that's five strikeouts for David Peterson. Well, here's Murphy, the catcher. at first base, two outs. First time. That's line to short. And short hop by Lindor. Gets the play to second for the force. And that ends the inning. Middle over the fourth. No score. Max Free to face Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonzo, and Jeff McNeil. 1-2 to Lindor. Got him swinging. Throw that around the horn. Got of with a good curveball one out of Canna, got a ground ball to third. Austin Riley wraps that in leather, goes the short way to second base. Ozzy's there, he squeezes out number three. And the fielder's choice into the bottom of the fourth inning. And it'll be a one-out single for Eddie Rosario. And here's Kevin Pillar, the left fielder. Grounder, fair! Right
7: down the line!
1: And he's going to be at third. Pilar's in the second and the Braves are in business in the top of the fifth.
7: Pilar got this off the end of the bat but was able to
12: just keep it fair. Great angle. Right over the bag. It's time for Peterson to muscle up here in this scoreless game with two in scoring position and one out in the fifth inning. Slap to third, Beatty's coming home with it. Now he hesitates,
1: gets it on the fly to Alvarez, and out of the baseline, Rosario is out. I don't know why Beatty hesitated, but he threw home in time, and Rosario ran out of the baseline trying to avoid the tag, and that's a five-two put out for the second out. Going second and third, Kevin Pillar, and Michael Harris to first base on the builder's choice. First base is not open, and more than likely you're going to pitch to Ronald. The other way, there he hit number 38, and it gives the Braves a one to nothing lead. Harris cruises into third, RBI single, Ronald Acuna Jr. nothing Braves here in the top of the fifth inning, and here's Matt Olson. This would be a wonderful
5: time for Matt to break out of that little slump.
1: Olson to right, and Matt Olson just hit a three-run bomb.
6: Through the raindrops for nothing Atlanta.
1: Let me tell you, this cold
12: and damp, that ball was a bomb. And now for Matt Olson, three hits against Peterson, all home runs. Puts the glove in front of his face, back to work. Payoff pitch is on the outside corner, strike three called. He gets Riley with a slider and that retires the side. However, although Peterson picks up his fifth strikeout, the Braves scored four runs on four hits. Out of five, Braves up four nothing.
1: Rain falling, three outs needed to make it official. fan Beatty, Alvarez, seven, eight, nine scheduled. Line drive, Ozzy's there, one out. One out, nobody on, The 2-2 for the Braves. A swing,
12: and down he goes. Six strikeouts now for Max Free. Here's the payoff pitch to Alvarez. Swing and a liner to center, that's a base hit for Alvarez. Hustling over to get it is Harris on the wet turf. Hurls it in on one hop to second, and Francisco Alvarez is aboard. Go from the 21-year-old catcher
1: to the 30-year-old Brandon Nimbo. Got him. Good pitch location. Demo swings and misses were through five, Braves on top. Well, as soon as the game became official, five innings in, with the Braves leading 4-0, the umpires ordered the grounds crew to cover the field, and they got the tarp on with alacrity. The forecast is not splendid for the rest of the night. If we were not to restart this game, it would be a rain-shortened victory for the Braves. But the Braves win 4-0 as the ballgame has been called, and it is official due to the rain this evening. As the Braves and the Mets played by...
0: Yep, uh, the game was called, and the next two games were rained out. At this time, it is six to 6-5. Uh... Mr. Lees on the the mound, but guess what happened?
1: Triple A yesterday, and now he finds himself in the center of the diamond, and he serves up a ball right down the middle that Ronald Acuna just jacked way out of here. Just go to the third deck. Got caught in the first row of the third deck. The third deck for Ronald Acuna Jr. 448 feet. And it's 6-1 Atlanta.
7: And the Bluebirds are out. I told you, I played here for two years. I saw one ball go on the third
12: deck in a game.
0: Yep. The Braves are bottom of the sixth, runner on second, one out, Nemo up and it looks like we may lose this second one but hey, we're still in first, it is a double header so if we don't get this one, at least we should get the other one and the Braves are still going to win the East Acuna is going to win NL MVP All right, this week was the NFL Draft. Guess what? What I predicted happened. I predicted that the Falcons would improve on their running game, but everybody is up in arms in it. But we're going to get to some reactions from everyone, but I give the Falcons a solid B on... The draft class they reach for an offensive lineman, I think, and they got a steal in the fourth. All right, let's hear the pick.
6: With the eighth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Bijan John Robinson, running back, Texas. The Falcons did it.
1: The Atlanta Falcons had a highly talented, high character individual from Texas sitting on the draft board who just happens to play running back in a league that's all about passing and the quarterback driven league. A league in which somebody like Austin Eckler says, I'd like a new contract and they say, go seek it. He scored a ton of touchdowns. Go seek it. And he's still in Los Angeles. A league in which we all know Derrick Henry might be sitting out there. Who the heck knows? But you've got B. John Robinson now, a top 10 drafted running back in the NFL. He's
11: going to Atlanta. Maybe this is a time we can officially rebrand this position for players like B. John Robinson. Heck, let's just call them offensive weapons. If we have somebody in Debo Samuel who majors as a wide receiver and minors in a running back, why can't we have a guy major as a running back and minor as a wide receiver? He's got that type of skill set seated. You might want to get that trade Mark, quickly, John Lynch used that with Kyle Juszczyk. Remember he said, we list him as
6: an offensive weapon. But when you are exceptional, when you are special, all these rules about not taking a guy go out the window. Dave Gettleman called a lot of grief in New York about taking, St. Paul Barkley at number two. Ask yourself this question. You no know Barkley last year in the Giants of playoff team, when you have that guy, you
11: go get him and you put him in your lineup and they draft full of exceptions, but guys don't meet all the marks. This is a prototype player. I think he's the third best player in the entire draft class, so to get him at number eight, I think not only is exciting, it's great value. For a comp, you see that number five, think back to Edger and James and those Colts teams. He's that type of dynamic, absolutely, that type of a dynamic playmaker. A lot of times you have to sacrifice. Either you get somebody who's explosive and tight or he's loose and doesn't have a lot of juice. This guy is very explosive, but he's a real loose, fluid runner. It's a unique combination he has. The short area quickness, stop, start, no problem. He can stop on a dime. You want to make people miss, hit it 104 times this year, more than any other running back in college football. The elusiveness, here's three missed tackles, just ho-hum. They can't get anywhere near him to get him on the Ground. Another example in the passing game, we talked about that offensive weapon. You can do it out of the backfield. You can split him out like this. Watch the contact catch right there. Looks like a tight end working down the seam. A little wheel route. He can make you miss and make things happen after the catch. This is a special special player. It's time for next-gen stats powered by AWS. You see the overall top draft score. He's at the very top of the list. Again, this is a prototype at the running back
12: position. And... Uh, The Chicago Bears have traded the ninth pick to the Philadelphia Eagles with the ninth pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Carter, defensive tackle Georgia.
1: So last year, the Eagles moved up a couple of spots to draft Jordan Davis from Georgia. And now tonight, moved up one spot and snagged Jalen Carter to re-team with Jordan Davis on the line in Philadelphia and end this Georgia Bulldogs night.
11: Ninth overall, he is, in fact, a top 10 pick in this year's draft. And the Kobe Dean's going to be having flashbacks tonight when he goes to sleep. He's going to be like, wait a second, I've got these two guys in front of me again okay. now as I'm starting a linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the most talented football player in this draft class. And I think if you pulled all 32 teams and just said, what do you see on the field, who has the most talent? It's this guy. And this is a team, as Rich said, CD, that was in the Super Bowl last year. This is because of the trade they made previously who gets to be a super bowl caliber team and add potentially the most talented football player in that next draft and dj howie roseman as a general manager has demonstrated he's willing to
6: be a year ahead in terms of drafting the kobe dean he sat last year he's going to start this year he gets his triangle back in front of him but remember they brought back fletcher cox he's been a cornerstone of their defense for a long time here is his eventual replacement and last but not least Jordan Davis, stamina was the question we had coming out. He played well early, got hurt, didn't play much later. He's got to increase his stamina, increase his rotations on the field. Can he come along with Jalen Carter and give them those two bookends inside for the next five to seven years? I just well, I just watched this guy play and I marvel at the, the explosiveness that he
5: has on the interior. He just sheds blocks so quickly get to the quarterback, he can produce from the interior. Now listen, other times when it's like, hey, does, does it look like he wants to play here? Okay, yeah, there's might be some effort, but when you pair him with college teammates that know him and know how to get his motor going, I think that's gonna help Jalen Carter. And now all of a sudden,
11: here's Philadelphia, and they got the two premier defensive tackles in the last two drafts. That's pretty That's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, he's talented. And I would even disagree with you on the play hard point, Joel, because when I watched him, I thought he chased plays. He had an ankle injury in week one. He comes back with a knee injury later in the season. If anybody wanted to shut it down, he could have shut it down, and he was likely to be a top-five pick if we didn't have things happen off the field. He went out there and played. I, I'll give the guy credit for that. Don't, don't game forget, in the NFL, you won't be playing 95 snaps a game either. Not on that D-line. <laughs> uh, you talk about the quickness, the leverage, and the power, and I don't say it lightly when I say and Williams. That's the type of player. Look at the knockback that he has here against Oregon. A little forearm shiver there to reset the line of scrimmage. The quickness, the suddenness. I, I wrote my note. This guy, like, teleports from one gap to another. I don't know how he got there, but he somehow gets there. Look at the ridiculous quickness. Again, watch it stack, shed, and then make a tackle. Another example of the change of direction, quickness. Quarterback's trying to get away from him. Good luck. He is an outstanding finisher once he gets into the backfield. How about fullback? Do you think that they might have some fun? Nick Sirianni with this one? That's a three-for. That's a three-for-one special with him at the fullback position. Options for that.
0: All right. Did uh, the Falcons... Miss out on the best player in the draft? I don't think. I th- I don't think so. I don't. I think the probably due to raw talent, they might have missed out on the best player. But I think they got they in they increased the strength. Just like how the Eagles increased the strength, the Falcons increased the strength. They made their offense way better. I'm talking about way better. You have Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Cordelis Patterson, Tyler Geary, Al then you have Smith, and you might add Julio Jones. It might, might not. You never know. But they have replaced a need where you don't, you shouldn't expect to get major talent in the later rounds every year. But I guess they did again this year with their the corner from um Utah that they did in the fourth round. They they got a pass, they had just pass rush, offensive line, corner. They got a safety and I think they got a wide receiver. I don't think they got one, but they did. But they addressed the need, I think that they did. All right. Let's hear from uh Colin
5: with that, we bring on one of our friends, Fox Sports NFL analyst. He played. He was a scout. Bucky Brooks, Panthers, Seahawks, He had a nice draft. Okay, uh, so I want to go back to the argument uh, j Mack and I had. So he does not like what Atlanta did. <laughs> and my takeaway is I don't have to love it, but I can get it. And so I think B. John Robinson, I was told this by somebody I trust, was the cleanest player in the draft. Mm-hmm. There is no whiff here. He's going to work. And he's not just going to be a 900, 1100. He'll work as a rookie, and he'll get you touchdowns as a rookie. People say they've already got a good, young, value running back. What would you say to that?
3: There's a difference between good and great. Uh, When you talk to the great running backs, and I've talked to LaDainian Thompson and Terrell Davis about this very topic, Uh, the difference between a good running back, a good running back can get you 1,000 yards. A great running back puts you up to 1,500, 1,600 yards. And there's been this debate where people talked about the devaluation of the running back position. When you look at the backs that have gone into top 10 of late, they all have worked with maybe the exception of Leonard Fournette. When you think about Ty Gurley, Todd Gurley was Rookie of the Year, he was Offensive Player of the Year. You think about what Ezekiel Elliott did for the Cowboys two-time rushing champ. Christian McCaffrey's been all-world when he came into the league with the Carolina Panthers. Saquon Barkley has proven that he can do it. And so when you take a running back up there, if they have the talent, they normally give you the production that you would expect. And so with Bijan John Robinson, this dude is a star. He's very similar to me in terms of what LaDainian Tomlinson was when I remember watching LaDainian come out of TCU. This guy can run it. He can catch it. And going all the way back to yesteryear when the San Diego Chargers and I think what LT had 30, 31 touchdowns, could score a million different ways, played at an MVP level. John Robinson can give you that kind of production. And I think it's telling that Arthur Smith, who coached Derrick Henry, understands the importance of having a superstar back in the backfield. I heard Jason talking about the Falcons in a top five rushing offense. Think about what that says. He's like, yeah, we're top five, but I want better. If I get a better running back, we can go to the next level, which is why that was the pick.
5: And by the way, uh, the more average the quarterback, the more the running mm-hmm. game matters. Uh, Jared Goff, to me, was never the same when Todd Gurley got hurt and left. He was never... Sean McVay had less confidence every start going forward after that. Okay, Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. I think tape is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But I do think at quarterback, from the time the season ends until draft day, you can do yourself favors or puncture your momentum. I thought the gun show by Will Levis, I was told (laughs) by a coach and two executives, turn off. Anthony Richardson was grateful and humble. He penned a letter. i got to be honest. If it was a go-either-way thing, I think Levis is more ready to play. But I could see it. I could see a GM saying, I'm not going with a cocky kid. I can both need fixing. Mm -hmm. One guy appears to be more amenable to being fixed. Is that fair?
3: Oh, no. I, I mean, I think it's fair. And I think it came down to Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. The top two guys were, to me, head and shoulders above the rest of the guys when it came to it. C.J. Stroud, Brightshon, whatever order, they're there. So now it comes down to Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Anthony Richardson is a bigger, faster, stronger prospect. And so when you're thinking about, because people have made both these guys, they use the Josh Allen comparison. Well, if you're going to do the Josh (laughs) Allen comparison, I'm probably going to make my bet on the more explosive athlete, which is what Anthony Richardson is. But really, this draft pick, to me, is more like the drafts we talked about in the NBA. When we look at the NBA, NBA, they draft guys who don't have numbers, but they draft on potential, prototypes, and projection. So let's just use Anthony Richardson as if he's Giannis. Okay, so when Giannis came in the league, yeah. long, athletic, no one knew that Giannis would be this but he developed and he hit. And so maybe the Indianapolis Colts are saying, we saw what Shane Steichen did with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So now we're going to give him a bigger, faster version of Jalen That's Hurts. That's interesting. What could he do? And I'm not saying that I was an Anthony Richardson fan because I thought Henan Hooker was a better prospect than him and Will Levis. But now that we know where he's at, maybe the thinking is, we're going to pour into him like NBA player, NBA teams pour into their players. They develop them, and maybe we have a superstar in our hands but it will take time. And so we'll see if it works out, but if it does work out, it opens up the floodgates for all of those quarterbacks at the lower levels that are playing the position that are great athletes, but may not be polished. Now you open up Pandora's box in terms of more athletes getting to that position and playing.
0: Hear that more athletes, AKA black players. They're going to change the rules. They're going to change the rules, but Anyway, though, so, um, I think it wasn't a reach pick, but here's some funny stuff from Swaggy. <laughs> I
2: think Swagoo can relate. Marcus, you okay, bud? I'm sorry, Swag. We had to do it to you. How scared
5: are you of this Eagles defense? Don't jump. Are you still working? <laughs> hey, don't jump.
3: I ain't scared of them because I ain't got to block them. I'm not even addressing the damn camera. I'm pissed off again. Last night <laughs> I got fine. I saw y'all this morning. I was in a great mood, and 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 the question on our rundown is how scared of you? I'm terrified. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to look at the camera while I say it. You the can't a, that they can't let a man see your eyes when you look at thing,
2: The back of you looks pretty good. Yeah, man. The that fact man fact made that they,
3: iron. Bro, nobody in this draft came. <laughs> And thought that the Philadelphia Eagles was going to walk out of here last night with Jalen Carter, bro. Like, we never had a conversation about that. Mina Kimes, Ryan Claude, Dan Orlovsky, and Laura Boogie Rutledge failed me. Because none of them <laughs> knew that Jalen Carter was a potential pick for the damn Philadelphia Eagles. And now i got to deal with this all season.
2: <laughs> the best part is that we just got a shot at the front of you, but you just didn't know about it. Because our director, Jay, is that good. <laughs> I mean...
0: Yeah, that was funny. But hey, I, again, I give the Falcons a solid B on their draft. What they did, they they put 179 million dollars on defense, and in the draft, they addressed the offense. I think they're going to be a playoff squad. So anyone who complains about the draft not putting two two together. All right, guess what's coming up in June. I say June. Take my money. Rise of the Beasts. Take my money.
9: For centuries, our kind has stayed hidden on Earth. But darkness has found us again.
11: I thought we were boys.
1: You want it, come and get it. You brought a human here.
2: I'm nobody. I ain't even seen nothing. I'm not even seeing anything right now.
0: This is not our war.
10: Optimus, we must trust each other to protect the home we all share.
12: How big can this guy be? Uh, he eats planets. So, like, way bigger than a planet.
10: In the end, everything you cared for will be consumed. Maybe
2: there's another
4: way to save a home.
10: You've never faced anything like this.
0: In theaters June alright we have come to the end of the show I hoped this was very entertaining to you this is the Ninja of Another Color Podcast I'm your host D-O-T-T-L-E-Y rate review follow subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts Give us five stars, give us four stars, give us three stars, give us two stars. Give us any stars. If you don't give me any stars, I'll just assume I'm doing it correctly. We are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Music, oh. Samsung Podcasts, oh. motion podcast, motion Samsung, black podcast. black Samsung Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcasts. Tune in and we're working on Apple. And... Again, I'm your host. Thank you for everyone who downloads and listens. Uh, please tell a friend to tell a friend that this podcast Mostly is detected at, the Black Black Panther. Panther. at the Black Panther. Available wherever podcasts are available. Please, again, check us out. Remember, <sighs>
10: The Wampa thing is coming. You're not scared. Show me focus. Good. Not playing baseball,
8: right? You will take me to the senator now. You'll take me to the senator no, now. No less risk. Mark, you know I don't actually have the Force, right? bd one says no
10: excuses. Hold it you get two lightsabers? Oh, technically one, but I can split them. (sighs) You never gave me two lightsabers. What? (laughs) Okay, now use your Force powers to pull that sphere. I really don't need you to explain the Force to me.
12: It was a stormy night
2: when a bolt of lightning forced me off the road. My car skidded into a government laboratory where a top-secret experiment was underway. I swerved into the path of Dr. Chase's molecular transfer ray, causing me and my car to become one. The incredible Turbo Team!